Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I used to hear that song at least three times at a Golden Bears game from about 2000 to 2008. That's what pumps me up. Our next guest gets pumped up when Latvia wins at the World Hockey Championship. We are live at the Saddle Dome in Calgary. We're going an extra hour of Oilers now, which is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We will tell you that uh, in this hour, Sportsnet's Beck Mark Spectre for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. And uh, we're going to try to engage Vice Chair of the Oilers Entertainment, Kevin Lowe, uh, for OEG, Oilers Entertainment Group, uh, as well in this hour. As we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline for... Horse Racing Alberta, live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack, Fridays and Saturdays, free parking and admission. For more information, visit thehorses.com. Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec, you're in a good mood, I hear. Latvia won. Latvia downs Austria in a thrilling shootout at the Worlds to avoid relegation, so... When you're Latvian, that's, you know, it doesn't usually get a lot better than that, Bob, <laughs> avoiding relegation, you know? You know, Rob Dom and Manny Viveros, as you recall, in 2014, they coached uh, Austria's Olympic team and yeah. uh, wanted to play. They wanted to play an up-tempo style and attack. And I know that uh, Thomas Vanek uh, wasn't the easiest guy to deal with, and it turned out that Roffel, who did okay in a fight with uh, Matthew Kachuk to start the Dallas series. Turned out that uh, guys in Austria knew he was pretty tough, too. That's all I'm going to say to you, Speck, right between the lines of what I'm saying there. But uh, anyhow, Austria, I mean, Austria's, you would think, should beat Latvia, but they have not. So that's, a, I suppose, a big international upset. All right, uh, Battle of Alberta, what theater in here, Speck, on Wednesday night? Yeah, it's good. It was a lot of theater on Wednesday night. It was... Um you know, it's kind of weird that it's one. It's weird enough to see that game once, Bob, to see a nine-six game in the start of the playoffs. But what kind of put a twist in it was the last time they played the same thing happen. So, it, you know, you can't say it's a one-off. It was kind of a two-off. Uh, no, I don't think we'll see the same hockey tonight. But there is something about these two teams that has produced two, you know, a fourteen and a fifteen goal game, uh, and neither of them went into those games expecting that kind of hockey. So. You know, let's see how they both want to dial it back tonight. I'm fascinated to see, you know, what, do we dial back to 5-4? Do we dial back to 2-1? What are we dialing back to, I guess I would wonder, Bobby? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Mark. A lot was, look, I I thought 9-5 or 9-6 flattered Edmonton. I thought the orders were, that was probably a 9-3 or 9-4 game. Flames took it to Edmonton in several hours. The orders came out slow. Obviously, Mike Smith giving up the first goal against, you know, Evan Bouchard chasing in the middle of the ice, opening up a seam on the backside. Boom, Lindholm comes down. They score, puck deflects off a stick. So the owners get rattled early, but they were like, Calgary looked like they kind of bullied Edmonton around the ice a bit. And that was part of the discussion today. Uh, I know Evander Kane had some pretty interesting comments. I'd like to get your assessment. Can the owners even engage in, in that physicality battle with a team that I think, Mark, frankly, is the toughest team in the NHL. I think Calgary, when you factor in Luch, uh, you got Richie, uh, you know, Gabranson on the back end. I mean, those guys can all go with pretty much anybody in the league. Yeah, 
but it's not fighting toughness anymore, right? That's the yep. difference. If, if it was 1986, I'd say the Oilers are doomed uh, because they would lose the fights. But we're not fighting here. So toughness is, you know, what are you going to do? You know, after that, that penalty that um, uh, the coincidental minors, uh, who took down uh, McDavid? It wasn't Anderson. Um Oh, Shillington, Shillington, Shillington. Thank you. Shillington took him down. Kachuk went in trying to even it up and put his glove in Connor's face and punched him twice in the kisser. Uh, someone's got to step in and do something about that. You can't just sit there. And and someone did. Like, uh, you know, Cassian showed right up, and that's why he got the coincidental minor. But the point is, it's not about fighting. If it was about fighting, I'm telling you, the Oilers would lose. You got to play tough. You got to play physical. If Milan Lucic is going to hammer McDavid the way he did, Evander Kane's got to step in, which is exactly what he did. So Eminem has guys that can step in. Eminem has guys that can throw hits. They can turn the physicality back at Calgary. But if it turns into a pure six brawl, which it won't, that's where Calgary's All right, really so the Calgary Flames' top six forwards were hit a combined total of one time in that game, Spec. Yeah, that's the issue here. That's the issue. Is Connor this McDavid just a by- lead your team in hits, Bob? You can't lead your team in hits. Right. Now, Cassian and Archibald didn't play. You know, Archibald, to me, the, he's played a lot left wing. I, I kind of The problem they have is they got a lot of right wings, right, with Archibald coming back. I'm surprised how much Archibald's played, to be honest with you. I didn't think he was going to come back and play this much. He had a lot of hits in the L.A. series and was fairly effective. But, Mark, they're playing a better opponent now, and we saw a little bit of the blending of the lines. Uh as you know, I've always been an outside the box. Like I look at the team that Calgary has and says Edmonton can't match the physicality; they need more speed. So you know who I want in there, and he was on the ice today, but it doesn't look like he's. And that's Holloway. I'm like, why not throw him in there? Like, you know, Detroit put Applicator in, they put uh, Hellman, you know, right away, and, and and I'm like, why not play uh, Dillon? I mean, those neither of those two guys were first round draft choices when Ken Holland was in Detroit. Dylan Holloway is a you know, 14th overall pick of the draft, and he can skate, and I think the Oilers needed more teams. They looked slow against Calgary the other night, and they should have the speed advantage, so I, I would counter uh, counteract it a little bit differently. Some people think that's too much on this stage at this time for Holloway. I'm like, why not? Give me your thoughts. Well, there was a time when uh, I believe it was Essa Ticken and saw his first NHL games in the National Hockey League in the, in the Stanley Cup Final. Right? Did Kelly Buckberger not yeah. debut in the Stanley Cup Final? Against the Flyers for both yeah. guys. All right, against the Flyers. So uh, it's been done before. Um, you know what? I, I, I have a hard time reading anything off the first game, Bob. To me, like we can talk about speed, and I'm not saying you're wrong here, Bobby. But to me, the whole thing has to start with you can't land a small plane in the Oilers' slot all night long, right? Well, there you go. You know, yeah. Their defensive zone coverage was so abysmal that, I don't know, was it speed? Was it physicality? I don't know what it was. But, like, you know, the game's 6-6, six, six, and Anderson's walking in from the point with no one within 15 feet of him to, to shoot on the 7-6 the goal. Like, oh, my God, did they, even if you don't buckle it down for 40, couldn't you buckle it down for 20? Apparently not. So, yeah, physicality, yeah, speed. They got to play a proper defensive hockey game, and then let let's watch something that we recognize, and then maybe draw some opinions off of that. How about that, Mark? Everybody's hurt, but are the wrong two guys hurt for Edmonton? Between Drysaddle and Nurse, did we lose Specter? Yeah, there he is. Did yep. you get the, Did you get the Did everybody gets hurt in playoff time? But for Edmonton, are Leon Drysaddle and Darnell Nurse the wrong guys to get hurt? 
You're wrong, guys, particularly Nurse. Nurse's numbers, uh, Nurse played 25.03 in the regular season he averaged. He's yeah. averaging 20, 21.04 in the playoffs. He's down four minutes. Uh, okay, he's Nurse, not actually down that, and I'll tell you why. He played 26 and a half minutes for uh, Dave Tippett. He played 23.30 for, uh, uh, for Jay. So he's down about three minutes from uh, what he was under Jay. Jay cut him back by about two minutes a game when, when uh, he came aboard. Okay, so. well, what the, sure, fair enough, whatever. And dry settle is down too, uh, yes. from 22, 21 to 1945. So, uh, listen, Nurse is the bigger – Nurse, in fact, almost appears to be um, – you know the guy that's that's affected most by his injury. He can't lean on anybody here, and right. you know if Nurse can't play physically, uh, that's a big problem because he's trying to clear a slot. He's trying to, to hold up wingers. He's trying to you know he's a physical player. He's got to play with his body. So I'm watching Nurse real close tonight. Uh, that's the, if, if it's an oblique injury, uh, that's a real problem for the Edmonton Oilers. No doubt, Bobby. All right, so I have a solution. Okay, you want to hear the solution? Sure. Kulak with Cece. They've played well when they've played together. Make them the shutdown pairing that goes out against the the uh, Lindholm uh, Kachuk Goodrow line. Okay. Do you disagree with that? No, I think. I mean, I guess I want to know. I, I know this nurse took the morning skate, which surprised yeah, me. So me too. Uh, yeah, it surprised me. So listen, I got. I want to know what nurse can do here. But we are getting to the point. Again, I, I'm going to repeat it. I hate to draw any assertions or assumptions off the that nine five game. But if Nurse is, is, you know, if he's as hampered tonight as he was last night, yeah, it's going to be time to, to hand some of that responsibility to somebody else for sure. Mark, do you, okay, like Calgary came out like a house on fire, and the Oilers looked rattled. And, I mean, Edmonton got through the L.A. series and played pretty well in Game 6 or Game 7. Calgary, Calgary didn't survive the series against Dallas, but they almost lost it. Like, Tyler Sagan almost ended that thing in overtime. And the margin should have never been as close as it was. And I got one more for you. Do the Flames hate the Oilers more than the Oilers hate the Flames? I mean, think about it for a second here. This is the Battle of Alberta. Edmonton's won five cups. The Flames have won one. Edmonton has the shiny new toy building. Calgary's sitting here playing in a building that needs to be replaced. Edmonton's had Gretzky, and they now have McDavid. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the Oilers' TV numbers overshadow the Flames' numbers. The You know, even, even as something as useless as media follows on Twitter, they're doubled in Edmonton, and it's not because it's certainly not because you're twice as good as writer as Eric Francis. You know, you're, you're, you're maybe about as good as him. I don't know if you're twice as good. I'm just having fun with you, Spec. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you think maybe it's possible there's a little bit more hate for it, it, it was easier for Calgary to ratchet up? Or are we over, you know, are we over examining the 9-5, 9-6 loss on Wednesday night? Well, I, I, listen, all that stuff you just named is stuff for, for fans and, and to a lesser extent for media. Players could care less. None of that stuff makes it into a dressing room. They don't care about a building. They're not jealous about a, something that happened 30 years ago with Stanley Cups. None of that. So the fan bases, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. The players, no chance. So, uh, you know what, Calgary, listen, I mean, I think it's, it, it might be a completely different game if Mike Smith doesn't blow the first shot that goes in the net. But yeah. that just put that just blew wind into the building and took absolute wind out of the Oilers' sails. They were on their heels the second that puck went in, right? 
So, you know, listen, when you play a playoff game in another team's building and they're opening the series, you always have to try to survive the first five or six minutes, right? I think it's the same for – it should be the same in Edmonton for the Calgary Flames. Like, the the momentum's against you. The crowd's against you. You're on foreign ground here, right? And that's all it was for Edmonton. That puck goes in. And that's just the the flame and the gasoline, man. If you right. do that again tonight, we're going to have the same kind of hockey game. What did, what did you think? What was it like on Media Row? When, uh, so Drysaddle scores late, like final middle of the second, and then Yamamoto scores on a brilliant net drive by McDavid, a minute and a half into the third. On the other side, what were guys just looking at each other like, can you believe this? Like, what was what was going on oh, over yeah. there? Yeah, it was like, you know what, here we go. We're starting the game all over again with about 19 minutes to play, right? You know, we're just like the fans. We couldn't believe what we were watching up there, man. It's, you know, the the one thing about the Battle of Alberta, and, and we, I know, we pumped this thing up like mercilessly over the years, Bobby. But well, especially you, because you sold the book. I sold the book. But what we've seen over the years is things happen in this series that don't happen in, in all the other series Edmonton plays. You know, the 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 kicking and hat trick in Game 7 and Gretzky coming down the wall and that slap shot. Didn't do that against anyone else. He did it against the Calgary Flames, right? The Steve Smith goal didn't happen against L.A. or Vancouver, pal. It happened against the Calgary Flames. And here we are, a 9-5 hockey game, the highest scoring playoff game in Battle of Alberta history. And I don't, it wasn't in Edmonton Oilers history, but... Certainly in modern history, who did it happen against, Bob? Didn't happen against some California team. It happens against the Calgary Plains. When Emma and the Calgary Plains, stuff happens. And I'm just I'm just a guy sitting here with a computer and a pen waiting to write about it, pal. I can't wait. Greg Wachinski on ESPN.com said it's the best rivalry in the NHL. It's not even close. And he said it's he goes it's like Auburn and Alabama in the Iron Bowl. He compared the Oilers. He said they're the Alabamas. They've got the titles, and they've had the great players. And Calgary is capable of punching up their weight class at any time. Uh, we all know in this series, Calgary is probably the favorite spec. But Edmonton, you nailed it. If they don't do a better job of protecting the house, they're not going to win. They can win the series, but they got to protect the house. Well, they're playing the best team they've played. And, I, you know, they really passed the test against L.A., right? They needed to go in L.A. in game six and come home in game seven, and they needed to take care of their own end and limit chances. We all, Bobby, two years ago I was on your show saying, until this team can, can win a 2-1 game in May, they're not going anywhere. And they showed us in that playoff series that they can go down to L.A. I know it was a 4-2 game, but the chances it was were a, limited. Yeah, it was and a one-goal game, both, yeah. Whatever, the one-goal game. And they won a 2 nothing game in a game seven, which is exactly what certainly I and others have talked about for years around here. Until you can win that game defensively, you can't go anywhere. So to pass that test, Bob. You know, McDavid's defensive acumen now is unbelievably strong. And let's see it tonight. They now have a higher pedigree of team they're playing against, and they got to limit chances. They can't let Calgary score four tonight. they got to hold Calgary to two. And if they can't figure out how to get the Flames to two, they will not last more than five games in this series. they got to get their defensive act together and their goaltending act together, and it's going to start tonight. Spec, great stuff. Thanks for your time. All right, Bobby.
There you go. That's Mark Spector for the Horses in Horse Racing Alberta. Again, live thoroughbred racing back at Century Mile Racetrack Friday and Saturday with free parking and admission. And more information at thehorses.com. Do you want to mention Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more? Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken. Vice Chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group, Kevin Lowe, winner of six Stanley Cups, played in the 91. Battle of Alberta, of course, was Jam and the Oilers went to, when they went to the 06 final. He will join us coming up at 235. We got a couple of real good emails when we come back on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. When we return, it is 223 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome in Calgary. Game two tonight, the Oilers looking to even the series after a wild 9 6 Flames victory on Wednesday night. We don't have the lineup. Can't guarantee it yet. Some interesting stuff when we get to a little bit later on. But at this time, I told you, we get to a text. This one comes to us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line from Haji. He says, Bob, they are from a different generation. Argument that you made is not valid. Every team has players from this or that generation. This comes down to accountability and players not holding each other accountable. If I were Yessa Pogliarvi or Ryan McLeod, I would be unable to show my face in the dressing room after Connor McDavid went out and out here hit me. Connor is doing the lead by example. Unfortunately, the rest of the team does not understand the assignment. I don't expect the Oilers to outmuscle a flame, says Haji, but they do have to be hard on the puck, win races to the puck, and finish every check when you have the opportunity. Make it difficult to stand in front of Lynette and show some emotion. That one comes to us from Haji. Haji? Some valid points in that text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Hannah Stoles. And when we return, uh, we will uh, hook up uh, with Kevin Lowe. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.